swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horse. a grand theft of elder scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl rock shoes to every clue easter eggs and gaming news the potus need some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit and gaming and glitch control issues Shit, gave it English control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. For this control issues, I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for control issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Head on over to Twitter. At my control issues is the handle and going over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. AMC, how you living? Living well, A dub, living very well, just enjoying enjoying what life has to offer. Um watching a ton of basketball right now. We're knee deep in the playoffs. We we're in the second round. All the teams that yeah. that I wanted to make it have made it so far. Uh, they advanced from the first round, so the big matchup right now is the Lakers and Warriors. Um, that that series has been holding it down, living up to all of the hype, especially when you get LeBron and Stephen Curry in the same series. But surprisingly, Anthony Davis, the big man, has been holding it down, um, showing up in a way that people didn't expect. The the backstory with him, if you don't really know much about him, is that he he gets injured pretty often, but he's mm. known for his he's known for being an incredible talent but his durability is an issue so um you know people just didn't really have high expectations for the lakers but playoffs come around and he's kind of figured out a a system where he basically plays every other game well <laughs> interesting so he'll, so he'll do he just like will murder it one night like 30 points 20 rebounds four block shots eight assists and in the next game, he'll get like eleven points, six oh. rebounds, oh. <laughs> and then and then and then the game after that, thirty points, twenty. Rebounds. So it's like he just like he, I guess he figured out a way to manage his durability, which is just don't go hard every night. Win the win the matches that you need to win, and you can win a championship <laughs> by doing that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 been working out for the Lakers pretty well. They've made it now to the second round. They're up on the Warriors, who are the defending champions they're up on the warriors right now two to one in that series um so yeah they're it's it's their system is is in place it's working it's awesome it's la so you know la's good all the celebrities are showing up like you see michael b jordan sitting courtside that's you see, right you see kim k sitting courtside that's right you see kevin harris sitting courtside <laughs> i doubt that that <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was right? but everybody, no, everybody, um, yeah. it was a hype joke Oh uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, everybody was there. It was awesome. Um, I love Kevin Hart. Yeah, he's the best. Um, so yeah, it's it's great. Um, life is just good right now uh, from a non-video game perspective. Yeah, maybe from a video game perspective, depending what you're playing right now. Um, and yeah, just just doing all the other damn things, holding it down. Got one more episode of Mandalorian, and then I'll be done with that. Yes. That's been, that's been 
meeting all of expectations. So yeah, they continue to knock it out when it comes to that series. How about yourself, Man, ah. Man, Mandalorian is way past the time where it's time for the video game treatment. Is that well beyond the time? Why? It's well beyond the time of receiving the video game treatment. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's hopefully it's that game that you know that uh, the developers of the division massive. Hopefully, that's the game that they're working on. Yeah, Yeah, somebody, somebody needs to get that going because we don't. Yeah, like it's we got our we got our great. As you'll talk about, we have our great Jedi games, but we need our Mando game now. The lore yeah. is there, the love is there. They could do it, and um, I think I think we're in the in a in the right setting, especially with this like this string of good Star Wars games. Uh, we need a good Mandalorian game. And, uh, right. It could be open world, could generate bounties dynamically at random. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just never run out of bounties. Uh, Always hopping. <laughs> how about yourself? What do you? How's how's life been for you? Uh, same old same, man. Just working, trying to get as much rest as I can, and trying to get some more routine back in my life. Nothing special, nothing different. A-Dub just takes it one day at a time, try to keep everything nice, even, and cool. But yeah. How about gaming, A-Dub? How's that, how's that been treating you lately? Well, you know, that's something that I don't like to keep nice, even, and cool. That's something I like to shake up, spice up, you know, twice up vermouth i don't know putting in an order but yes gaming life's been kicking ass i've been playing a bunch of stuff you know some overwatch 2 here and there and recently because we skipped that last week i could have told you already but instead you're coming at me at the end of the cycle from the other end of the candle i have obtained played the living daylights out of and completed Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Well, at least we can get your full impressions now. You know, there's always like that, those first couple of hours where people are like, yeah, you know, kind of get the taste of it. But now you play, you've had the full experience. So what can you say about Survivor? The full experience, just a few trophies shy of the platinum, just a few more like resources and activities away from 100% in the game. By and large, I got to say, it's everything about fallen order just better and more right it's the just visually the amount of detail and just the level of care put into every square inch of every single location it's like everywhere you go you're just gonna be bombarded with so much detail and like not even so much that it's rendered in a way where it's like oh yeah that looks like a really good rock it's like everything just radiates and embodies star wars it's just that's not a rock that's a star wars rock that's not a building that's a star wars building that's not an animal that's a star wars animal like everything you're doing is just star wars it's to the degree that i feel like this Jedi Survivor is, it's better than a Star Wars film. Like, for one, you're getting all the same, like, high points and action sequences that you get in a general Star Wars film. But instead of it being two or three hours long, it's 30 to 60 hours long. Or however long you want to take it. It's got that new game plus. So you come in, get that new car smell out of it, but it's still the same car that you've been driving Put the 100,000 on, you know, every square inch, you know how it handles. So you get in there and you, 
But yeah, it's man, it's awesome. Now, it's not without its drawbacks, its blemishes. It definitely has performance issues. The frame rate can dip pretty heavily depending on where you are and what's going on at a given point in time. I I would say the game spends less time near its target performance than it does. <laughs> so, you know, it's we'll see what happens with additional patches. They put out a week one patch that was supposed to address performance. I barely notice any difference, positive or negative. But, you know, just waiting. Eventually there's gonna be that big patch and hopefully they at least tighten up performance enough to where the game can just has fewer of those low points. It doesn't necessarily need to be like just 60 frames per second all the time. That would be fantastic. But if they can muster like a stable 50, then the potential of the game will really shine through. Like when this game is moving at 60 frames per second with all the bells and whistles going on, I think they have like mandatory ray tracing. So you can't cut that off in order to try to get a performance game. And, you know, to their credit, the way that it's implemented, it's pretty damn dope in this game. The reflections in the water, especially when you're looking at like scenic, like scenic landscapes or structures and architecture and things, and it's reflected in the water, it just makes it feel that much more real and lived in. So like Jedi Survivor, oh, it, it does so much well. It's it has more stances. Each of the, the lightsaber stances have their own skill tree, so they really evolve and become more of what they are. Uh, they have different stats, so they're functionally different in combat. It's not like you're just, you know, all right, I got one lightsaber in one hand, now I have one in both of my hands. It's, it's not like that. It's like, okay, I have that. It gives me more damage. It gives me more speed, but I have less range. I have less defense. All my abilities with it, are different now than they were if I just had the one. Like case in point, like with with the single lightsaber, you can upgrade it so that when you're deflecting the blaster bolts, you can pick up two. So instead of just sending one back at a guy, you can send two back, two guys, two back. So it's it's it just increases your ability to you know hurt the enemy, but defensively while you're defending yourself. So with the cross guard, you get the upgrade and it boosts the power of the deflection. So, you know, you're not sending two back. You're not, you're only sending one, but it's more powerful. And it just does more damage on the enemies when it hits. And like all the Santas have all their like unique versions of what it is they do. Uh, now we have the blaster stance and the true dual wield. So the blaster stance is dope, though. It just makes it feel that alone, like solidified the Star Wars feel of it all. Because the moment you start walking in a room, you got your lightsaber and your pistol, <laughs> you come around a corner, and you just start blasting like the little minion droids. And they, their bodies explode, and it's just like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> this is Star Wars. This is crazy. Like this is this is what a Han Solo game would feel like. This is just what a like a general Star Wars RPG would feel like. It's just it's so much optimism and and 
energy that's captured in that blaster stance, especially since it makes the game a bit more similar to Bloodborne. It even has a move that you can upgrade where if you pull the pistol right when the enemy's about to attack, you'll get like a more powerful counter. So it's like, oh shit, that's blood. So we got Sekiro and Bloodborne rolled up in the same game. And it's so and it's just turned into a limit. It's it's out of this world, man. It I'm looking for every square inch of content I can get. I was really into the bounties. I love the boss fights. I like how the the force powers, you know, you can't go too crazy with them. But the things that you are allowed to do to them and the thing like the enemies that are vulnerable to them in different ways, it it gives you options where I started the game very early on. I was just relying a lot on blocking, deflecting my lightsaber. Then eventually I started throwing my force powers in there like, okay, now I can push you out the way, finish him off, pull you over, stab you send all those blaster bolts back at the at the heavy guy. Then it got to a point where it was like, okay, I don't need to block everything. I could do some dodges. I could do this. I could dash. I could turn you against you. I could lift you up and throw a lightsaber at you. <laughs> and then it just got to the point where it's like, fuck it. It's, oh, you're hanging over an abyss? Drop. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're a heavy guy? You think I can't push you too far? Lift you up. Then push you over the edge, gone up, electricity, lift you into it. <laughs> oh, man. It's this game. It does it does everything as a game that it needs to do extremely well. If they could get that performance up to where it needs to be, like that's the difference between it being a game of the year contender and a shoe-in for game of the year front runner. Oh, man. If, if, such, so easily. If we were talking about it in the pre-show, it, your question just continues to echo in my mind. It's like, how did we, how did the generation start off so well and then already freeze? <laughs> but we'll talk. We'll talk more about that later. I do want to know though, AMC, what have you been playing? Uh, you know, I've been playing a little bit more of the uh, same game, so I've been playing a lot of uh, Kirby, pushing forward there. Every time I think like I'm always done with this game, they just add a little bit more, a little bit more. They just like just keep that carrot going, extend it. They extend that stick just a little bit further, <laughs> keep you chasing. So yeah, um, we got to a boss, but then that boss ended up revealing a whole another part of the world, which has a whole set of another levels. We got now we're in the lava section of the world, so it's like we we made our way through like the forest, went through the snow, got to the desert. And then now we're in the, the lava, which is, you know, once you get to the lava section of the map, that's where you're near the end. You're, you're in Bowser's Cave. It has to be. You're yeah. running out of ideas <laughs> when it's like, all right, now fire level. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's it's Bowser's. Whenever you get to Bowser, there's always a ton of fire, a ton of lava. In this case, it's, you know, it's King Didi and, and his homies. So, but we're in the fire. We're in the lava. So it's got to be over soon. But I'm still enjoying the game. Um, pushing through the levels. Uh, the last boss battle was fun. Had to do all the side quests, there, side objectives there with, um, you know, the, beating it with a certain hat, which we had to use the hammer. Then <laughs> the last one is always beat it without taking any damage. is always a little bit tougher, but we were able to figure that out. We have there's a hat where you can drill into the ground, and as long as you're drilled into the ground, you're not taking any damage. And the 
and the workaround with that is you know girlfriend games so we, we're playing in co-op so that means kirby kirby's the only one that it matters that it comes to taking damage so you give kirby the hat with the drill kirby does the drilling so he's not taking any damage and then the other person comes in and just does as much damage as they can on the boss um and all you have to do with kirby is just manage because you can't stay underground as long as you would like like you get about like 10 seconds so you just have to make sure that you time when you bounce out of the ground that they're not about to drop an attack on you if you can do that you can get through the boss battle without taking any damage so we did that it took us it took a few tries but uh we eventually got that down so still pushing forward doing challenges doing story missions just enjoying the fuck out of kirby um and then yeah and then playing a little bit more overwatch i um I bought the season pass and um i was just like looking at the days and i was like all right, i got about like 40 days left and i have about 60 things to unlock unlock in the battle pass so i need to start putting in some work here so i can like even it up a little bit so that's like at the most maybe like a level a day is all i would need in order to um complete the battle pass uh what level time. are you on i am at um there's 40 days left and i have so i'm at level 20. And I need to get to eighty. <laughs> so Ooh, I got some work to do. I think I think we got some work to do, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been because of that. I've been getting in like a match here and there just to get like my daily challenges in and get that like that quick, easy like three thousand push. Um, especially with that that extra twenty percent boost of XP it makes it a lot easier. But um, yeah, so I've been putting in those matches here and there, and you know it's been phenomenal. I've been doing a lot of um, all rolls when I jump in for like the quick match. Every now and again, get tank, and I had like a rough match with uh, Arissa, and it was not. I was not happy after the match. Like people quit during the match. It was. It was one of those ones where I was like, "Damn, is this me or is it like are people just like assholes?" And then I felt like kind of like it's me because I'm not playing well with Arissa right now. Switched over to Zarya, and I've been on a good roll now. Whenever I'm I'm tank, if I go Zarya, I can hold my own really well. I I know the. The kind of the combination with her with like you know timing out when i use the uh the force field and then building up my attack so that i can just start melting those squishies with that force with that with that force bubble around me um and yeah so oh it's the best um so yeah really enjoying zarya and then you know to build up my self-esteem play been playing a lot of uh lucio lately just like not even trying out like uh was it life weaver and the other characters just so yeah. that like just so i can just you know feel good because there's like i told you there's like a string of just me playing without a dub and e single so you know you're losing a little bit more your teammates are a little less un like a little less reliable but um i hopped in with lucio and yeah i was just having fun man just taking out people had a match where our team lost but i only had like two deaths by the end of the match so i was like all right well at least i know like what i'm doing from from a survival level and then i was even doing things like getting into like one-on-one -on -one matches like in the middle of fights with like <laughs> other characters and holding my own like against like tanks like you know like i'm not taking them down but i am like keeping their attention like they're just trying to take me down i'm just zipping around the map pot shotting them <laughs> it's like, just can't get that reticle on you dude you're healing it's just like god damn it yeah and then they're not healing so they're just like what the fuck and then like eventually once their health gets low enough then they they run back to their team but like i've, I've taken them out of the equation long enough where my team got the advantage so yeah just having fun with lucio really putting in the work there and uh yeah just enjoying more and more overwatch win i'm at the point now where it's like perfect i can like hop in get a couple games in but i'm not devoting all my time to overwatch and that's where i like it to be because 
I forgot why I had originally quit the first Overwatch, and Marcel was like, oh, you quit because you weren't playing other games, and you felt like you needed to play other games. Uh, and so you just, like, you went cold turkey and just cut out Overwatch. So this time I'm just being a little more mindful of that and still getting in my other games in, but, you know, still squeezing in a match here and there just to, to keep the to keep the sword uh, sharp. And then the third game, the big one, that's always Midnight Sun, still putting in work there, um, building those relationships, I'm in the uh, I'm in I guess part two of the game. I'm not sure how many parts there are, but part one ended on a very somber note. Oh, yeah, you know it's I guess it's the the second act now. So it's, the first blow was was dealt to to the hero. Now we got to pick up the pieces. I guess we'll lead another attack, and I'm assuming it's three acts or, or three parts. Um, so you know we're gonna build ourselves back up, and then by the third act, I guess we lead that final charge against whoever the main villain is. We're starting to get an implication of who the the big big bad is, but I'll hold off until I until I see how this entire thing plays out. But yeah, really enjoying um, Midnight Suns, despite people not not enough people buying the game. What's wrong with all of you? The game is incredible. Uh, but yeah, it, it continues to still blow my mind and just loving every bit of the uh, the turn base card system they have going on mixed yes. in with the uh relationship building abby parts of the game but a dub we got two weeks of news so let's just hop right in here so much to discuss so much has happened i mean we got we got gameplay of a of one of a dub's most highly anticipated anticipated games we got the that most highly anticipated game of a dub's entire game career. yeah uh, yeah. When dreams come true, it's like John <laughs> Cena just parachuted in into my apartment and was like, "Grant your wish, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So much has happened within the past two weeks, so we have a lot to cover. So let's get right into it, a dub. Let's get into these topics of the week. Uh, topics of the week. You want to lead off? What story do you want to take? Where Where should we go? Uh, I'm trying to feel. I'm trying to figure out if I should go in chronological order, but I'll start. I'll start off with some good news, some news that I myself have benefited from and partaken in as we speak. And we got an update coming from Sony, coming from Insomniac. They're letting us know that Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered is now available to buy as a standalone title. Yes. In addition. People who own it on PS4 can upgrade to the remaster for 10 bucks. A dub is doing that as we speak. I'm looking forward to seeing what this game will look like on the TV in the comfort of my own home. Uh, hopefully, there's a, a safe transfer situation going on there, but if there isn't, no big deal. I have no problem starting this game over, building up from scratch, just reliving it all over again. So, um, very excited for this. AMC, are you going to jump back into Spider-Man? Have you jumped into Spider-Man? Yeah, no, it was uh, great. Um, no, I'm not going to jump back into this one. Uh, if anything, I've always, I've, I've had um, Miles Morales on my wish list. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's always on sale. Like At this point, you can get it like easily for like 50% off or, or more. But um, yeah, I just don't have a desire to jump into Spider-Man. Like, it's, uh, it's interesting. Like, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with Spider-Man 2. Um, but like I'm I don't know. Like I'm I'm very hit or miss. Like, I don't know if you notice. I'm very hit or miss with like playing sequels of games. Like um I've obviously played like what, like 15 or whatever, like like Final Fantasy games. But like, yeah, I've like 
as of late, I've been kind of like falling off. Like I, I played The Last of Us, didn't play The Last of Us 2. Played God of War, didn't play Ragnarok. Um, trying to think I can still game. play Ragnarok if I want to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so much. But yeah. I've never like, even uh, thought about that. Still play Midnight Suns if I want to. Yeah, there's, there's just so many games. So that's why I think that's kind of why. Like I, I don't get to play a ton of games. So I'm, I'm very choosy with what I'm going to play. And so sometimes if like... If there's a sequel versus like a newer game, like a new IP or whatever, or just a new take on the game, um, I might lean towards that. And so, yeah, I just uh, I don't get, I don't really go back and play games as often as I would like to. And so, yeah, that's that would be the only thing that would be holding me back. But it's nice to know that at this point, I don't have to buy what an ultimate edition of Spider-Man to play the remastered version. Because it, it seems like they did so much. I, I thought it was, you know, when people were kind of like up in arms about like, you know, the remaster version. I thought Sony had done enough to justify um, at least charging $10 more for the game. Um, and so, yeah, it's um, I am curious to see like, you know, what 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 that new face looks like of Peter Parker. Uh, yeah, you're in low at all. And then just, yeah, to see what the game looks like. Because the game already looked incredible, but to know that it's like, it's not just a a simple like up res to the ps5 like they like kind of reworked some of it so i am they I'm, might have the ray tracing going on that performance mode yeah so yeah i'm uh might i'm not sure yeah so it's like one of those things that uh when eventually like one day like maybe if like theo's like i, I want to play spider-man like i'll be like oh okay maybe it's time to hop into that but as of right now like in a um in a, in a prisoner of the moment situation yeah not really something i'm going to jump right into but um yeah glad to know that's there glad to know that that is an option but as i said yeah i would if i was going to jump into that space i would play miles but realistically i'm holding off until spider-man 2 before i jump back into that world so um but but glad that it's there glad that they did that once we get a release date for two i think i'll play miles mm -hmm. i think that'll work yeah I mean, everyone looking at the. I just I just saw the uh, the trailer for the first time of the um of the new Spider Verse movie, and that, that started giving me a little bit of an itch. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I'm enjoying Midnight Suns too much right now. It has Spider Man in the game, so I'm I'm enjoying what I'm getting of my Spider Man fix at the moment. There you go. Sometimes you just need that itch scratched. Yes, doesn't right. matter. Yes. Do you have anything else before we move on to the next topic of the week? Top topic of the week? No, you could get it. Let's see. All right, A Dub. Well, this is a this is a good bad story. This is a good story because it sheds a light on something that we've been talking about for a while. It's a bad story that that shit has to exist for a light to be shed on. So, mm -hmm. so here's the headline from Eurogamer: Metacritic improving moderation. After abusive, disrespectful, Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores reviews, <laughs> and to you be, don't say, and to specify user reviews. <laughs> um, so let's see right here. Who like, would have thought? Yeah, got a, got a lot of reading to 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 come through here, but it'll be understandable. So Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West DLC Burning Shores released last week with many praising its visuals and smooth gameplay performance. However, one plot point, and this is what we talk about, but we'll get there, Ada, we'll get there. However, 
one plot point has led to the game being review bombed because that's what people do with PlayStation games. <laughs> one plot point. A game could be awesome <laughs> on PlayStation, ten out of ten. But you know, Act Three, Scene Two, a Dove. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That one point five <laughs> seconds cutscene. <laughs> uh, let's see. However, that one plot point has led to the game being review bombed on Metacritic, where the DLC currently sits at 3.2 user rating. Previously, Horizon Forbidden West Bring Shores saw its user rating drop to as low as 2.7. So there's a <laughs> there's a counter movement, a dove <laughs> trying to push the, the the reviews back up. Let's see. Um, during the events of Burning, Sh- so this is the detail of what pissed off people. During the events of Burning Shores, Aloy meets Seca or Seca. Uh, an ambitious marine of the Quinn tribe who has stepped up to help her people survive. Ahead of the DLC's release, Seca was touted as a character that would be Aloy's equal, with e- actress Ash- Ashley Birch even saying Aloy may have met her match. Towards the end of Burning Shores, there is a choice. A dub, there is a choice. Oh, this, is, this is important. It's a choice. Oh, Towards the end of Burning Shores, there is a choice to make this match a more romantic one. And players can select a dialogue option that will lead to Aloy and Seika sharing a kiss. Mm. And it is this, for some reason... Big spoilers, but I don't care at all. (laughs) That several critics over on Metacritic have taken umbrage with. Yeah, sorry about that spoiler alert. That's okay. it's okay. So, it'll still be a it'll still be a, a massive moment if I ever experience it for myself. It's like, well, it's a, it's a it's a choice, Dub. So you can choose to not experience it. You cannot have that <laughs> for your Aloy. <laughs> she not can just be not my Aloy. She can just be lonely and mean for the rest yeah. of the trilogy. <laughs> so uh, here's a impromptu troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. So this is what yeah, this is what your gamer pulled. This is one of the comments. Aloy, lesbian, what are you doing, Sony and Gorilla? Really? Stop doing, stop doing it with your characters. Reads one review. Another adds, stop pushing those farking woke agenda upon gamers. We only want to play the game, not be shoved with politics or gay. Oh my god! All right, uh, let's see. So you're a this gamer. This is the speech. <laughs> Man, uh, man, even the man. stuff that we find isn't as bad as that. <laughs> All right, let's it's keep going. You know, we try not to go too far yeah. into the abyss, <laughs> but it'll find you where you least expect it. Wow. Okay, so um, so now in a statement to Eurogamer, Metacritic's fandom confirmed that it is aware of the abusive and disrespectful reviews of Horizon Forbidden West Bring Shores and said it is currently evolving its processes the tools and tools to introduce stricter moderation in the coming months. Our team reviews each and every report of abuse, including but not limited to racist, sexist, homophobic insults to other users, etc. But what about my free speech, a dub? And you were using it wrong. <laughs> and if violations occur, the reviews are removed. We are currently evolving our processes and tools to introduce stricter moderation in the coming months. Elsewhere, oh yeah, um, you know we'll save this for after. But Ada, you know, saying all this, we've discussed, you know, review bombing in the past. You know, just it's funny. Um, I'll, I'll set it up, but you can take it from from there after. You know, I was looking at like some of the comments on this story just to see like how the reaction was, and obviously there were the people who were, you know, the you know the the more 
the more I don't know normal you know evenly killed folk who are responding saying like <laughs> like what people using review scores to like you know to handle their temper tantrums yeah that this is no surprise but then i saw like other people like oh the moderation tools does this just mean only the positive reviews are going to be made available and so that means like the marketing teams are going to win in the end because people won't be able to speak honestly about how they feel about games so you take it away A-Dub. <laughs> you take it away A-Dub. How, how do you feel about this uh metacritic's response to this first of all the response to burning shores and and this option in the game and a Metacritic's response to you know how people are handling their user review system. I mean, we've how many troll weeks have <laughs> we done where basically we just go to the user reviews of Metacritic, zero. just pull some zeros, <laughs> some zeros, maybe some ones. If there's not enough like palatable zeros that are in English. <laughs> <laughs> There's some Russian ones. <laughs> There's a lot of like Brazilian, Spanish, Portuguese ones. <laughs> it, it comes from everywhere. So it's not like this is a new problem. I mean, the Last of Us 2 came out in 2020. Same shit. Uh, just review bombing in general is like it. It's to the point where we just can't have user reviews. Like the, <laughs> It sucks that it had to be a situation like this, but at the same token, that seems like all it was ever going to be because there was no response to similar, if not parallel situations in the past. And I guess, I mean, maybe enough people complained at this point, but you know, it's, it's a little late. At least they're doing something about it. Like you shouldn't open up user reviews for something on release day. Cause there's a lot of people who don't have anything better to do than to just shit on something. Mm -hmm. And there's gotta be some way to get like, ver like verify people's trophies or achievements because just put your tag in. We'll verify it through this system. It's like, okay, you've played this game. You've got this trophy. You made it this far. Like you can leave a review <laughs> or <laughs> like, Oh, it looks like you've only, you only popped the first trophy and you haven't really played the game, you're trying to leave a review, you can leave an impression where it's a write-up, but there's no score or something like that. So you can't you can't even affect anything. There's multiple ways in which they can do this. It'll be interesting to see what they do because like the problem's a bit more pervasive than just, ah, you know, we'll we'll take care of it. It's like, no, you need to have a plan because if you intend to keep the user reviews and there needs to be some kind of there needs to be some walls and if you're going to get rid of them then just say that that will probably be the best answer <laughs> unless you're really going to make meaningful changes to the system because it's you got to look at it from their perspective like regardless of what people are posting and what scores they're doing for whatever reason they might be doing that people are engaging with that like crazy so that's a lot of their traffic and I imagine that's a lot of their money. So they're not going to want to do anything to it that harms the traffic too much. It's it's interesting. It's just something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. And there's enough variables where it might not go the way you think or want. Uh, the likelihood of it going the way it should go, mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say it's very low. I just, I'll, I, I can't wait to see 
how this shakes out <laughs> and what the <laughs> response is going to be. Yeah, because it's, it's what, like, it's that thing of, like, like what social media is dealing with is, like, people, you know, everybody argues, like, well, it's it's the town square. It's like, or is there, like, people need a place to, you know, voice their opinions. But it is literally riding people's minds. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> but on the flip, like, it, but the thing is, like, you're assuming that people are genuine for the most part. Like, you know, there are some people who are legitly, like, outraged and angry. I mean, there's some people who are just like, I, I don't like Sony. So I'm going to just give this a zero review. Oh, other people are hating on this. Perfect. Like, then yeah. I can just be part of that. Perfect. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's, like, it's one of those things of, like, where people talk about where it's like, it's a place of honesty, but it's like, but if people weren't giving, you know, honest opinions on things, like, as you said, if somebody is on day one giving a zero review, it's like, no, you haven't played that game. There's no way yeah. you haven't played that game. <laughs> like, there's it's just no way. Um, and so, like, it wasn't that, that, the argument for integrity would mean that integrity was there to begin with. And so if you're going to say like the moderation tools are going to screw with that integrity, the problem is there was, eh, I'm going to repeat myself. There was never a place of integrity to begin with. Now that, that that's where I agree with you. Maybe just altogether do away with the user reviews. At least that would make the most sense. Just do away with it because it's, it's clearly a, a an area that like serves no purpose other than for like, I, I only ever see articles on user reviews when something's being review bombed. It's never like, mm -hmm. it's never, I never see an IGN article like, users say Horizon is a 10 out of 10. Like, never. I never see that. It's only this game is being review bombed for this one reason in the game. Um, and so it's, it's always used as like almost that, uh, like I never see like a game comes out and it's like, and its stock jumped up. It's always a game came out <laughs> bad. And now we're seeing that the stock is dropping for that company. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's like one of those things as, as we'll probably hear about much more later in the show with, in general, but like, yeah, people like a, like a train wreck. And when, when that happens, they try to find every area that is impacted by that train wreck. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would love to see the user reviews go away. So I wouldn't have to see those articles or for like, you know, just to take away just the fact that people feel like they can get some power from re review bombing a game. Um, I would love to take that away from the community. Uh, but, you know, as you said, financially, business wise, that is a, a, a reason for traffic. It's kind of the same thing with like Facebook. I'm sure that they had to deal with. It's like, well, all these people are pissed off about politics, but we, we're getting a ton of traffic because of it. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to figure that that situation out, um, at least until the heat's off of you. Um, and yeah, um, with this situation, you know, it had been a like it had been obviously known that there it was a cesspool in the reviews in the in the user review space. But the problem is once it got you know homophobic, that's when it was like, oh, like this is actually a lot worse than <laughs> than what we were choosing to ignore. It's funny because it's something that we've been discussing and it's like finally like, you know, a little more upfront as we discussed with like, you know, in the past with, you know, The Last of Us Part 2, you introduced was it Abby? And then people are like, what, what, what is no, this? No, what is this? Yeah. She can't look like that. Yeah, the politics. Um, And then, you know, they didn't, and it was funny with Horizon, they didn't have that one thing, and so they had to focus on Aloy's face, like just to be <laughs> like they had to try to find some reason to get mad at Aloy, but they didn't have that thing. And then once, once you just got an option, it's not even like canon. I don't know if it's canon, but it's not canon as far as I'm concerned. If it's an option, um, it was enough for, to send people over the edge, which it kind of just shows where you know 
where some of the community lies. And it also, once again, for me, it's why we can't give credibility to some of the uh, the reactions to like certain games. When people try to like, you know, downplay the success of Horizon, it's like, oh, that's funny. Why does Sony keep promoting every anybody who works on that game? <laughs> and clearly, clearly, there's there's what you see, and then there's what Sony sees. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate that that's a thing. It's in that you know, people can people can look to you know concrete evidence as to why things are bad, or people can try to make up reasons and use those as excuses as to why things are bad and i feel like that's kind of if sony has one thing that like you know that they i I don't feel like they have to deal with it's just something that is just always there and undercurrent and anything that they you know release to the world is that there's this always this segment within the community that just only for some reason only wants to shit on like half of what sony does even though they they love sony (laughs) like it's it's strange it's stockholm syndrome yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah, you, oh, you raised a good point about how, like, just the idea that user reviews, if they were used properly, could actually reflect what people thought of the quality of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we could have situations. It's like that made me think of how, you know, completely unsurprising it is that it's probably the same people that complain about journalistic integrity that then turn around and review bomb a game. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> you, you have an opportunity to lead by example and show people like, yeah, let me tell you what I really think of it. You know, it's, but you know, we might also be dealing with people who are in that camp that believe you have to use the entire scale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything counts. <laughs> Everything yeah. counts. Like there's, there's no such thing as a zero out of 10. Unless they just don't give you anything. Yeah. Or, or just you go to boot it up and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what, like Cyberpunk didn't get a zero out of 10. And by all accounts, at least people made it seem like it didn't work at all on the base PS4. Still didn't get a zero out of 10. Redfall <laughs> got a four. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I don't know if games, yeah, as you said, I don't know what it would take for a game to get a zero out of 10, but I don't think I've ever seen or heard of it. <laughs> Like that's a game that it doesn't get canceled, but it doesn't get finished either. But it still hits its release date. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's just like we didn't finish it, but we didn't cancel it. It's yeah. just the, it's, or or you yeah. could call it or you could call it Goat Simulator and package it as no, this is how the game is supposed to work. And people are like hell, Goat yeah. Simulator, like, hell, <laughs> hell yeah, this is this is the all time greatest game, <laughs> the greatest game of all time. Hey, they're on the the third part of a trilogy now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, right. that's a great point like I, I would love to see a situation where the user reviews is like oh well the media said this game wasn't that good but users seem to love it yeah. <laughs> like where's that article not the oh this game got review bombed oh yeah. this stock went down <laughs> exactly yeah. Uh, but yeah what you got in the next topic of the week uh, topic of the week so we mentioned a little earlier that Redfall got a four out of ten from you boys at IGN. It's about what in the sixes, sixties on Metacritic. Yeah, I think it's sixty-two. Last I heard. Yeah, so people were very much looking forward to Redfall. Personally, I have my eye on it. I like the overall style and the the promise of the game. All the footage that we saw looked pretty damn interesting. And then we get up to release day. Redfall comes out, and unfortunately, it's 
not where it needs to be for a game, especially for a game that had been delayed. I haven't put my hands on it yet. I don't have Game Pass, and I'm in no rush to get my hands on Redfall. But once this game came out in the shape that it did and was getting the the reception that it was, just this broader conversation began (laughs) to erupt about the state of Microsoft and the state of AAA games and what's acceptable and what isn't. And like, AMC, do you feel this is one of those critical moments in gaming history where we have a branching path before us and we have to choose what it is that we really want from developers or not? (laughs) Uh, no, not at all. I, I was, I think. You don't like, think we're at the crossroads? No, no. Uncle Charles. <laughs> we, yeah, we've done. <laughs> as we said, we saw the Wii U sell 13 million what, consoles, and the Switch come out, and it's all erased. <laughs> so, like, people, people thought Nintendo was dead. They thought Nintendo yeah. was dead at. They should point. go third party. Yeah, <laughs> they thought Nintendo was dead with the Wii U, and um, no, nah, they, they. they Put out another console, put out, put some good games on it, delayed Zelda until the Switch came out, and it, it became a Switch game, not a Wii U game. That was and, and pe- Yeah, and people didn't people didn't question it. <laughs> people were like people were just like, we got a good Zelda game, greatest game of all time. Nintendo's back. Mario Odyssey comes out, and you just get a string of good games. They they by the way pour all the good games from the Wii U over to the Switch. Mm-hmm. So now those games get a second life. Um and yeah, like you, you can. That's why I said, like, it's never. I'm very much a. It's kind of why I love doing this show because I'm very much not a doom and gloom type of person at all. Like I'm, yeah. like I'm always like a big picture where it's like when you look at anything in the world, we're like, this is it, and then it's like, and then society, <laughs> like society, continues to move on. I mean, we saw, not to get too somber, we saw planes fly into a fucking building, and yeah. and then on a weekday morning, yeah, and here we are, you know. 20 20 something years 23 years later and we're still living so it is like it's it's like we're, we're still moving on and yeah it's just one of those things it's it's unfor- it's very unfortunate you would hope like i i would assume that i, w- I would have thought that cyberpunk would have been the moment where it's like hey man like don't do that <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not cool to do so you like you know first of all not maybe cyberpunk it was no man's sky but you know no man's sky was this thing where it's like like, I don't know. It was like it. Yeah, it's an indie game. Yeah, even though it was a first party game, it's still like you know considered an indie game at least at the time. Um, and then Cyberpunk comes out, and that has you know that one ends up being a it gets delisted. It's so bad. And you know there was all this talk about like you know Cyberpunk stock dropping or CD Projekt Red's stock dropping, and they've and, done their credibility. Heads, <laughs> yeah, heads are gonna roll. And then, you know, they put out a next-gen patch of Cyberpunk, and everybody forgets about... Like, no, not everybody forgets, because definitely a lot of people remember. I've been reminded enough times that people will never forgive them. But we see the I set... I start The Witcher. I forgot I have that next-gen version. Yeah. And, um, but then, yeah, you see, like, as I reported, like, maybe a, like a month or two ago, like, they had one of the best quarters ever at CD Projekt Red. <laughs> um and like cyberpunk had a huge bounce back with sales so it's like one of those things like they were even able to fix that like i don't think that they're gonna fix like redfall but yeah. i do think like you get one good game and then everybody forgets like you just you kind of need that momentum as we were discussing with like working out it's like 
you have a couple of weeks off, you have have some down periods, and then you start working. Yeah, and then and then you get in a workout. Next thing you know, you're shredding all that fat again, and like you're you're now back. And it's like it's like we saw it with EA. EA was at a point where it's like, and they bounce back after Battlefront Two. Uh, they lost yeah. the like, they lost the, the the license to Star Wars. What will they do? And then we get Apex Legends. We get Fallen Order. We get It Takes Two. We get Dead Space. We get Survivor. <laughs> I'm sure you got some other games in there that you could mention. But yeah, like it's yeah, like it's like you find it, you find a way, and then you you bounce it. Like if anything, like that's even like a sign of like something like like Microsoft kind of just they need that studio. They just need that one studio to step up, and that's like what EA needed at that time. It was like, um, who was it? Dice, Dice, you failed us. <laughs> you failed us with you failed us with Battlefield. You failed us yeah. with Battlefront. But then respawn steps up, and now respawn is just kind of taken, like taking the torch, and they've been like, you know, they've been standing up for EA, and they put EA into a good space. EA Motive seemingly has gotten their shit together with the uh, Dead Space Re- yeah. yeah. And then um, I <laughs> forgot who Iron Man game they're working on. Yeah, and so I mean, like, it's like if you just get a good rhythm, you find that one studio that you can rely on to, you know to to carry the torch while you work things out that's like all you really need and that's like um and so like i feel like it's not it's people are going to treat it as you know like oh can they bounce back from this like it's interesting especially like just discussing you know xbox microsoft um xbox one generation was by all accounts like somewhat a disaster like i i feel like now like especially now i'm listening to more xbox podcasts it's um Depending who you talk to, it actually wasn't as bad because like people are excited to get uh what was that game that had uh it had like the a uh, quantum break like I, I'm hearing like quantum break went out of Game Pass for like a hot second and people were like upset and now it's coming days. back and people were like oh you played it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember like at people the time, were shit on quantum break when it came out yeah exactly and so like it's like one of those things like there's a little bit of like you know revisionist history as you separate yourself from the moment um or not revisionist it's just like once like cooler heads like like step in and you know because like, it's games, a remedy game I'm sure it was out of this world and just the whole people's heads yeah um and so it's like i don't know it's like one of those things that like you know you would think like xbox one generation like would have been like the big down point now i'm hearing like some good things about at least some of the games that were there and then you know we're here now it's unfortunate that we're in this space but you know when you have bethesda there and i i'm still a firm believer in bethesda i mean like regardless of whatever arcane did with this game like one not in your wheelhouse, as we discussed in the pre-show. Also, I mean, you got machine games. They did, like, Arcane did make, you know, Dishonored. They did make, uh, what is it, uh, Deathloop, that yeah. game, I mean, reviewed very well. So it's yes. not like they suddenly forgot how to make video games. It's just, you know, it's an unfortunate time where, you know, you have a string of bad news and people just start, like, questioning their lives. But ultimately, people still went out and bought... Like you had every reason to not buy an Xbox Series X after the Xbox One generation, and people still went out and bought them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, myself included. Yeah. So people still, whether they 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 have full faith in like what they can do, people still have a belief in in Xbox. And so you know, it's just a matter of getting back to that point. So I've been rambling for so long. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this is uh, an inflection point? As you as you as you were asking me. 
I think it could be, man, because it's it's one thing if it's definitely unacceptable. But yeah, keep, sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it is because, like you like you said, with all your examples, like it's always the end of the world for someone, but then it's not. <laughs> so it's definitely not the end of the world for Microsoft. I just feel like in in the grander scheme of their momentum and just their ability to I guess really put together whatever their plans are. It's like every time they have some kind of plan, they try to get it going and it just doesn't happen. Xbox One, as soon as that's revealed, as soon as they tell people what the plan is, people push back. It's like, okay, throwing the plan out, everything's back to normal. So they're doing this and their plans just aren't really coming together. So I feel like if like if they just don't get it together in some way this generation, I don't know, man. I don't think they might ever really find their footing. Like there's gonna be some kind of it's like, like you think like so like I, you, I think there's I think they're gonna get chopped down to size a little bit. It like insofar as their humility in their aggression, and they'll eventually realize like okay, we got to take this seriously and really build here instead of just trying to you know, sidestep and fast track things. Yeah. No, like, I, um, like the, 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 the thing I was thinking about when this like whole happened and then like, you know, immediately like the attention turned over to Starfield and my thought was even that like, was hilarious. it was like, if, if Starfield does bad, would that still stop people from being super hyped for like, for the next Elder Scrolls game? Cause I feel like people are still going to be hyped no matter what. <laughs> like, it's kind of like when we, when we said like, you know, cyberpunk, and it was like it seemed like like this is this is like i don't know if like people will like like if a uh, city project red can bounce back and a part of me is like yeah but if they get another witcher out i think people aren't gonna they'll forget <laughs> just because the the love of the witch of witcher is so high that even the stink of cyberpunk couldn't affect the witcher like the hype that yeah. will come when the when the next witcher game comes out and so it's like kind of like where i'm at with like elder scrolls it's like the love of skyrim is so like is so high that like even Starfield doing bad, I think people are still going to be hyped for whatever next Elder Scrolls game comes out, and like even like yeah Fallout, whatever the next Fallout game is, like I think like even it might not be from it might not be as grand as far as maybe like crossing over to you know people who normally wouldn't play like a Fallout game, but there's still going to be that Fallout community that no matter what is going to be hyped for a Fallout game. So it's like um and then there's always an easy win, you know, put out like a a New Vegas like a new vegas like you know remake or something like they're, they're like because now they're with they have obsidian right there so they can always do something there and there's always you know they're they're always like kind of like teasing like the possibility of a of a new vegas like obsidian fallout game yeah. um and so there there are easy wins that they still have to like you know bullet as far as like bullets in the chamber that they can like pull on to like to correct things it's just uh it's just tough because you know they're gonna they're gonna feel some hurt for a little while and it's like would that hurt be enough to to kill their momentum and it just as long as they have bethesda there and I, as i said i'm i'm a firm believer in bethesda they just literally put out hi-fi rush people were all over it the the un, the, the surprise game that nobody didn't like that nobody knew about mm -hmm. they're able to keep a secret that they announced in a in a developer direct and people were all over it um so yeah it's just it's one of those things like of the moment you know just a bad week but as i said you're only as like 
you're only as good or bad as the last thing you did. And so all they do is put out a good thing and then all is forgiven. <laughs> that's that's at least how I look at it. And especially because now people are Xbox fans are so jonesing for a win that the next win will be like just you know the it'll be the biggest it'll be, yeah it'll just be the biggest relief for them that like that's all they want that's like that's what i feel like starfield could be if it does well like it would be like you know people won't even talk about redfall because as i said it wasn't even on my like on my radar as far as like the most anticipated games of the year mm-hmm. um and so if starfield and somehow hit the just stick the landing all of this will be forgotten but Starfield has to stick the landing. <laughs> well, you see, it's like Starfield is a victim of exactly what Redfall was a victim of, which was just the overhyping and the, I guess, the theater of online discourse and video game discussion, where for some reason Redfall had to be good, or we're in the situation that we're in now where we're talking about it and it's emblematic of a larger trend in the industry when really it's just <laughs> that arcane put out a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. yeah. <laughs> like sometimes they put out bad ones. Sometimes the good ones have issues and then sometimes they put out great ones. So <laughs> it happens. And I don't think like we shouldn't be looking forward to whatever Microsoft is working on from the lens of what this one game was. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing that. Like, but there's a lot of unnecessary pressure being put on Starfield. Like, I'm sure somebody, every any problem that it might have is going to be magnified 10 times. Like, see, they, they learned nothing. <laughs> all that money for nothing. <laughs> it's like the best Bethesda release of all time. <laughs> but at, at that point, the register would do the talking. And it's just like, get out of here with that shit. But you know how people are. It's like, it's, we, we don't need to keep doing this. I think like the people need to admit their part in all these theatrics and all, all these issues. Like we're really at this point where we're arguing about acquisitions and, <laughs> random <laughs> new IPs that were purchased mid-development and what's exclusive to what and it's, it's just so exhausting they, they even got your man Phil Spencer out there doing an apology tour yeah. <laughs> owning up to everything giving people explanations saying some things that personally I think if I worked at one of the studios that they owned I would take very personally like oh you don't think we can make like games as good as the other people. You don't think we can make games that make people want to sell their consoles and get yours? Like, okay, I see what situation we're in here. Oh, uh, what did what did he say as far as that? Let me see. Like, I'm I got the, to... the only the only criticism that I saw was uh, he basically said that they hadn't been hitting their internal goals leading up to the launch of the game. So, like, almost like like you know, this was already on a bad trajectory. Um, heading up to the launch of the game uh but even then he still said but it's our fault <laughs> like and i think i think where where i see where he, i think where he's saying where it's our fault is i think that they were a little too hands-off with it uh mm-hmm. with the game which they did mention that like one of the first things they said pr wise is you know we put all of our resources pretty much behind starfield and so th- this is like if anything 
I was like, I wanted to like make a note to like the community is like, you know, you guys talk about games getting put out to die. This is an example of a game getting put out to die, not Ghost of Tsushima like, coming out a few months after The Last of Us Part Two. Like when people are like, oh, so you put that game out to die. No, no, no. This is literally you're putting a game out to die. It's like I don't think we're gonna get this right, and we're just gonna put it out and let the chips fall where they may be. <laughs> type of situation. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, that was like the the big criticism because like you know like even when they have like these events like they they call it what the the xbox studios and and bethesda like showcase so it's like it's almost like and like you heard like with the bungie acquisition from sony it's like you know bungie's kind of doing their own thing like they're obviously very much helping out uh support wise when it comes to developing all these other live service games but the but bethesda sony has said like bethesda they kind of get to operate separately from from us and like you know we just check in on them um and i felt like that's how microsoft um by all accounts i believe was like whoever their head of like like games not phil spencer like the the person who's like the head of the games like uh they basically had nothing to do with the launch of this game as far as like checking up on it like it was one of those things like bethesda was taking like you know arcane bethesda they were kind of taking care of this game and so like a lot of the questioning was like why wasn't Microsoft more in touch with what was going on with this? And I think that's where they're saying our bad because we were basically so hands off <laughs> with the process of this game coming out that like, and it's not my, like, you know, Bethesda is not taking the blame for this. Microsoft is taking the blame for this. So mm-hmm. ultimately it comes down to like what we were saying with first spoken, that is a square Enix game, but Sony gets all the credit or all the blame for the success of that game, regardless um even though they just like what they just ponied up some money like they didn't tell them you know let's let's woke this up <laughs> and let's, <laughs> let's let's put more dialogue here and there it's like you know it looks like a good game we'll, we'll give you some money make it happen um but yeah and so like i now that seeing like you know microsoft knows that like you know they're gonna take all the blame for this they're like you know we need to we need to have more of us not more of a say but we need to be more in touch with what our studios are doing um at least leading up to the launch of a game uh, but yeah, uh, keep going. What were you going to say? So it, there's definitely a quote where he's saying, there's no world where Starfield's an 11 out of 10. It makes people want to sell their PS5s. It's like, no shit, dude. The idea is to get people to also buy an Xbox <laughs> and play your game or get Game Pass. Like, it should be an 11 out of 10. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's insane. But yeah, he's doing all the apologies. And let me see, then the news comes or is reiterated that Microsoft's going to have a showcase in June along with that Starfield Direct. And then people start chiming in with their opinions. Because, <laughs> you know, it's it's been a tumultuous week, couple of weeks, and who knows if there's any end in sight. But today we got Troll Red Week. Let me see. So people coming sideways in Xbox, Phil Spencer, Microsoft, everybody, but that's the <laughs> Starfield. <laughs> because like like I said, it's just in the pre-show I, I noted like it's interesting how we had this back and forth with you know, all Sony guys are in shambles, Xbox guys are in shambles, but I'm actually seeing people in shambles these days. And it's not a laughing matter. 
it, not trying to poke fun at people or kick a company loss down. It's stupid. Everybody wants good games. Doesn't matter what platform they're on. The idea is that we want as many good games as possible so we have as many to enjoy as we can. There's no sides here, control issues. There's only preferences. Everything has a chance, unless it's bad, then it has no chance at all. But that's beside the point. First troll says, Todd polishing that midlife crisis leather jacket as we speak. <laughs> that is hilarious. Next troll says, it's going to be another Bethesda promising the world, but releasing in an unfinished state. That will only become great after two years of patches and mods. So that building pressure on Starfield, not only to just be as great as it can be, but to be so much greater than anything that ever was. Mm -hmm. Or people are just going to tear it apart. Next show says, also, it'll probably be another gradual step away from RPG and looter shooter that Bethesda seem to be inching towards just already casting all manner of aspersions on the development and design of Starfield. <laughs> already got it figured out. I've, I've seen the video. I know what it's going to be. It's not going to be what I want. So I'm hating now. The looter shooter. The looter shooter. Yeah, like Fallout, like Elder Scrolls. <laughs> all those are looters. Melee looter, looter shooter with some melee. Now you got space looter shooter with some melee. Like, you knew what this was when you got in line, sir. It's like standing in line for pinks and being like, oh, I don't eat hot dogs. Mm -hmm. Fuck out of here. Next show says, well, it's do or die now for Xbox. If Starfield sucks, I don't know what they'll do. I know what they'll do. They'll do something else. They'll put out another game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They will just look forward to their release schedule and try to get it right on the next one. Because what like what do people think is gonna happen? They're gonna Starfield's if on the off chance Starfield comes out and it's not great. Microsoft is just toast out of the business. <laughs> Windows folds up, Apple wins. <laughs> Are the lights gonna shut off? Yeah. No, man. Like they're still going to be in there. They're still going to be taking their at-bats. There is a long-term plan in place. They have more money than Scrooge McDuck. They're going to be doing whatever the hell they want for as long as they feel like yeah, they, they, they might be getting that $70 billion back. So <laughs> they, can, they can then put that $70 billion towards something else. Or some franchises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toward Kojima. Yeah. Could you imagine if they were like, all right, well, the deal didn't go through, but we bought Kojima. Yeah, right. Kojima's a, a, a name, image, and likeness. It's <laughs> his own Kojima. Oh, Kojima. Uh, Just Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> the person. Oh, the next show says, talk about adding pressure to a showcase at Starfield. Uh, hasn't even come out in Starfield. <laughs> Starfield. Next show says, Xbox is whack. I'm done pretending it's not. I'm done defending their sorry asses. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. I mean, I understand where your emotion is coming from, but like, they have good things going on. And granted, stuff has been very quiet and we haven't seen a lot of things. 
things are being worked on. So that means that they're taking the time and care necessary. Who knows? Things might have problems. Things might be coming along swimmingly. They're just not quite ready to show you what's going on. Maybe they want to announce closer to the release date. Who knows? Microsoft got all kinds of things going on. I can't pretend to know how they work. All I know is they got stuff coming. They got stuff that's promising. They have things we know are going to be at least good. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be too optimistic. Like, things are going to be great. Like, no, we know things that are going to be good. You know, Force is going to be good. I know Starfield will be one of my favorite games of all time. I'm not even worried about that. I'm like most of y'all. AMC, are you worried about anything? Oh, no, not really. As I said, I'm I'm far from the doom and gloom guy. I feel like even if things are bad, ideally we learn from them and it pushes us in a better direction. And you know, the the one thing I did like like normally I am anti like the outrage and yada yada yada. But in this case, like anytime you put out a product that is, you know, subpar, um, and by all accounts, I as we said, neither one of us have played this, so we can't personally confirm but like the, the trusted sources have all confirmed that you know this game is not up to standards um i feel like there is a a level of outrage which is acceptable in order to send a message that like you know like you, you can't do this <laughs> you can't you can't put out a you can put out a mediocre game that's totally fine but you can't put out a game that like it just doesn't work or like yeah. it just has that like doesn't work because I'm not even sure if it's that it doesn't work. Doesn't work well. But yeah, it just doesn't work well because that's like that seems to be the issue. Is just like, like you know, when they announced the 30 frames, that was going to be the thing. Like, well, it doesn't run well. And then by all accounts, that was like the least of its issues is that it was 30 frames per second. And so from that case, like it's not even a cyberpunk situation where like there's a good game here once you get the bugs figured out mm -hmm. um by all accounts like this game just has a ton of just issues and so yeah there's there's um i feel like there is a lesson in here because I, you know this is a point that i made with game pass is that like i had said like you know one of the arguments of game pass is it creates apathy mm -hmm. and I, like you know if they get if they get good games you know whatever like they're like oh i played it and it was all right and if they get bad games they're like well i didn't pay for it so it's all right but the <laughs> fact that people are upset about this game it, and it was a day one game pass game um just shows that like at least they're also letting microsoft know that there is a standard that they ex that they that they that they want or that they're demanding and so that like sends a message to you know the studios like hey you can't you can't just like put shit out to die on game pa and like hide behind game pass and the value so i think that that is a good thing because it it does let them know that you know that you know we can't we can't just be putting shit out like this so that's what i'll say about that last troll says starfield has to be good it can't be anything else or the Xbox community will literally explode. Or what they even admitted wasn't good. I doubt it. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Well, yeah. So to bring back my question about the inflection point, <laughs> and I'll I'll phrase it this way. Do you think that because of this situation, we're at an inflection point where we might start seeing more games that have rock solid performance instead of seeing a continuing trend 
of games where it's they're just overly ambitious and the system can't keep up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, or should I say games that are better optimized? I won't say overly ambitious because yeah. they, they're getting the game to do the thing. It's uh-huh. just they need to figure out how to make it do that better. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on a, on a level because like, as you said, like I like as you mentioned and other people mentioned, you know, like Jedi Survivor doesn't run perfectly, but people were most Not people, close. <laughs> yeah, but like most people were willing to overlook it. They're like, "This is an incredible game here. I still highly recommend you getting it." Yada yada yada. Same thing with Elden Ring. A lot of people got a ten out of ten. There was that quick pushback of like, "Well, it doesn't run perfectly," but ultimately it didn't matter. Still comes out game of the year. So I think there's a an accepted level of jank that people you know that people will accept, but I think there is a you can't put out the disaster, and hopefully that will be the note. Because I don't even like I don't even know if like if Redfall was overly ambitious. Like I know the big thing was like multiplayer without tethering, so like you know you don't have to be within the same circle radius um or the game will like suddenly start pulling players together mm-hmm. um so that might be the, a, an ambitious part of the game but by all accounts like yeah like they it just seems like they it just wasn't a fully fledged game like they like a lot of half-baked ideas is the best way i could put it it's like yeah we could do this multiplayer game we're gonna have like different classes and they're gonna fight vampires and yada yada, yada but like it just all of it, the the entire package didn't come together in the ways that it needed to. So I think that this was, I think this is more of a specific situation. But and I think also it's tr- it's like, hey, the the industry has got you. I think consumers aren't going to go away. Like uh, like they'll complain, they'll complain about woke shit. And they'll they'll keep showing up. They'll complain about games that are buggy. They'll they'll keep showing up and buying games. Like it's it's going to happen regardless. So um, I think it's not going to stop people from playing video games because i think that is so that it's it's a way of that people define themselves so it's not going to ever push people away it will be unacceptable and people will you know people might get a little more um finicky with like pre-orders and things like that but i think people are going to show up regardless no matter what to buy video games because one people have jobs that are based around that if you're an influencer if your job is to point out a disaster, you you still want to be the first person to be able to point out that disaster. So you still want to day one the game and play the the horrible mess that it is so that you can then, you know, relay that to your community. So like regardless, they're not going to give up those livelihoods because the games are bad. They're just going to, you know, have more outrage when those games are bad. But, you know, outrage is a way to make money. And so I think it's yeah. not going to, it'll never go away. Like as far as like people buying games, even if they're bad. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, I think it's, it's, it'll be fine. Unfortunately, like they got you, but they, they'll, they'll do, I think they'll try to do better is what I'll say. <laughs> Let's get to the next topic of the week. Yeah, top, top topic, topic of, the, of week. the week. Well, this is uh, some more bad news, but you know, Redfall came, <laughs> Redfall came out and this, this one slipped under the rug, a eh, dub. And that is the the developer of Concrete Genie Adub has been oh, shut yeah, down. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> by way of Push Square. So uh Concrete Genie, uh team Pixel Opus, which is a first party developer, part of PlayStation Studios, has put out a tweet saying that it's being closed down. 
The post reads, Dear friends, our Pixel Opus adventure has come to an end. As we look to new futures, we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us and our mission to make beautiful, imaginative games with heart. We are so grateful. Sony Sony also put out uh, a statement. PlayStation Studios regularly evaluates its portfolio and the status of studio projects to ensure they meet the organization's short and long-term strategic objectives. As part of a recent review process, it has been decided that Pixel Opus will close on June 2nd. Um, so the last bit of news that we had from Pixel Opus is that in June of 2021, Pixel Opus had been hiring for a new PlayStation 5 game built in collaboration with Sony Pictures Animation on Unreal Engine 5. So who knows what's going to happen with that project. But um, yeah, um, any thoughts about you know Sony shuttering a first-party studio, the, the makers of Concrete Genie, and I think the other game was Entwined. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on this, Ada? So my understanding, excuse me for being honest, it's not because of the story, I was just lost in thought, but yeah, it's, you know, uh, to my understanding, they haven't made anything in like five years, and who knows, I mean, sometimes studios get shut down, it's not like anything was announced, maybe what they were working on wasn't really coming together, you know, it could be a number of circumstances, it's I don't like to see studios get shut down, but I understand that it's a natural part of the process. Uh, I heard nothing but good things about Concrete Genie. I looked up some sales data, couldn't find any, so that's not <laughs> it's not a positive sign. And yeah, so it sucks. I hope those people find the next stage of their careers and different developers bringing their expertise through there and making better games. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much the same thing. It's like, um, yeah, whatever like Sony was looking at and they're just like whatever we need whatever they can do it's not something that's in line with like our vision and that, you know and that's what they pointed out um and Did they yeah, say anything about like absorbing the talent no that was all they just said is they're shutting down that studio no, <laughs> nothing go. further beyond that um I think it came out like just a few days ago but or, or on Friday so it was it was in the heat of that red fall <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure there'll be maybe more stories coming but you know, that wasn't the leading story of the day. Yeah, so. but Sony closed the studio. Yeah, which is funny because like it's like one of those things that like EA, like people are always like, was it Visceral? They're like, oh, they shut, they shut down Visceral. <laughs> 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 like Sony, like EA, EA is like poor management. They had to shut down a studio. And it's like, as you said, it's like, it's part of the process that like studios get shut down, games get canceled. Like as we learn at Redfall, maybe more games should get canceled. I know people are always talking about that Star Wars project. That, that EA shut down, but maybe they saw they saw something there that was like, this is going to be a problem if we put it out and we can't put this game out. Or they um, saw nothing there. Yeah, and so like you know, sometimes it's just there's something that we don't that we're not aware of that we're not a part of the process of, and then the news just sucks to to hear something go away. But you know, we're not. We're not, you know, we're not privy of like all the information. And so sometimes you kind of well, just even with that it. Star Wars game, it, it the story was released talking about how it just wasn't coming together. Like, even simple things. I remember one quote was that just to animate the dude's hand touching the inside of the doorway as he goes through the door, like it took days, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> days, maybe even weeks to like get that just to have it in that 
like one minute reel mm-hmm. to show people like, hey, we're working on this early alpha footage, pre alpha footage. <laughs> <laughs> and it just didn't come together. Yeah. That should happen. Scale bound. They can come together. I don't even think there was a game there. Uh, what is it? Pray, pray for the gods. What was that game? What wild? <laughs> like, I, like, oh, I man, like that's going on wild. <laughs> that's like twisting a knife in my heart every time I hear that name. Because first they showed it, and it looked like it was one thing. Then they showed it again, and it had a dramatic overhaul. It showed off some some awesome gameplay, just some incredible art design. And then nothing like <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't even been canceled as far as we know like it hasn't been publicly canceled if it's canceled that is like some internal only information i think it's still buzzing around in those studios and those halls at night when no one's around when jim ryan's snuggled up with his waifu pillow <laughs> but i think it's it's still buzzing around in there i'm holding out hope i think agent's gonna come out of nowhere <laughs> I mean, hey, we're getting Armor Core 6. We got a Final Fantasy 7 remake. <laughs> we got a remake of Resident Evil 3. We got um, the best Japan game ever. We got a sequel to Jedi Survivor. We got Diablo 4 coming out yeah. in four weeks. We got Starfield. We got Elder Scrolls 6 confirmed. <laughs> we got a new Fable. <laughs> What more do you want? Like, what more can the industry do? We got the the greatest Spider-Man of all time. We got we got Kratos mm. just killing the game. Last of Us killing the game. Yeah. What more do you want? And like, reach across both platforms. I talk about Forza Horizon and Forza all the time. Halo still holding it down. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, as I said, like it's like. If a studio gets shut down, a game gets canceled. As hopefully we look to times like this and just remember, sometimes it's better <laughs> that like yeah. you know things things you know you just end things. Was it amicably or whatever? Yeah. And yeah, that's um. I don't know. It's it is what it is, but yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. But Sony Sony's totally doing fine, obviously, and yeah, they'll 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 keep on keeping on. So you know, it is what it is. What uh? Let's uh. What you got for the next topic of the week? Uh, topic of the week. So we get some information from Sony. This is in regards to the laundry list of live service games that they have in development. So we got a little more specificity, but at the same time, things are still as vague as they were before we get into this. Uh, these games are going to cover different genres, and they're going to be for different audiences. Now specifically, there is a risk that we talk about live service in generic terms as if it's a single genre or even a single business model. PlayStation Studios are making a variety of games that could be referred to as live services, targeting different genres, different release schedules, and at different scales. We're also creating games for different audiences, and I take confidence from our track record in creating worlds and stories that PlayStation fans love. Priority for each studio is to deliver their own project to make the best game that they can. I like that. That that's optimism. It'll be interesting to see ten different live service games, <laughs> all first party offerings, could like just trickling out because the sky's the limit if you're doing so. 
you think there's going to be like the racing lives in this game, which Grant Turismo pretty much already is. But the racing live service game, the fighting live service game, the puzzle live service game, the third person shooter live service game, the first person shooter live service game. <laughs> the, the are we gonna are they gonna bring back like a, what is that? Oh man, oh that game. It, it came out. It was that. It's like Warhawk or something. Came out at the beginning of the PS3 generation. It was like pilot ships. It was online multiplayer. <laughs> I don't remember. It sounds familiar, but I can't like I can't like Damn. figure out which game it is. <laughs> Damn, that's gonna bother me. But I'm not gonna let it beat me. It it, it is Warhawk. Okay. I know my games. Oh, <laughs> I do this. Oh, actually, is it Warhawk? It might not be Warhawk. PlayStation 3 games, back in the day, it was like, this looks amazing. They don't need to do graphics any better than this. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at these images now, like, holy shit, I'm so glad that nobody listened to me. <laughs> it's like, Jedi Survivor, at its best, is like, yeah, this is hot, but we can still go a little higher. <laughs> and I'm looking at Warhawk like, wow, there's like, Nothing there. It's just textures. It's flat ass textures. Oh man. Yes. So AMC, are there any kind of live service games that you would like to see offered? Like what genre and what like what audience would you say you're most excited about with these live service offerings? Uh you know, I mean maybe like like a MOBA. Um, <laughs> like think about, some moments. You yeah, think yeah. they'll bring back a uh, Paragon? I don't know. I mean, like, I would love to like play like a um. Oh wait, MOBA. Sorry, I'm thinking of um. I'm thinking of MMO, like MMO yes. RPG. That's what I'm thinking of. Not you MOBA. Want Fantasy Star Online to come back. Again? Well, like, like Final Fantasy 14, but like, do you have to pay like a subscription and shit for Final Fantasy 14? <laughs> that's that's like I the, think so. Yeah, so like, not that. I don't want to pay a subscription, but I want that. <laughs> and so. If they could if they could figure that out without me having to pay a subscription, that would be absolutely awesome. So that's that's what I want. Um I don't know you what it's pay a subscription, you go to hell and you die. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's not you're not you're never gonna get me to do that. Um and so yeah, that's that's about it um that I could think of. But you know, I I want them to surprise me because you know it's gonna be interesting this this initiative because you got 10 games. I wonder how frequently these games are gonna come out, like maybe like one a year or so. I guess crazy to think that like we could be old ass men by the time this initiative is done <laughs> like because yeah, 10 games that's a lot of games it takes a lot of time to develop those games um and it's hilarious how people treat it as if these games are going to come out all in the same year yeah exactly um and it is interesting too to see how they market these games because you know that could be that could be one of those things where like you know if the game doesn't if they're looking for if from their perspective they're like we need two of these to hit <laughs> out of the 10 then that means that there's like eight games that like you know that are that could potentially be bad press but like i wonder if they're looking at it as like but if we hit that one that's all that matters because you know you look at the look at what fortnite did you look at what destiny did like all you need is like that one game and then you know all all is good so it, it's interesting strike true and stick around 
Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see if they can hit that and then what that would be. Hopefully it'll be something that I'm that I'm interested in. But um yeah, I'm I'm kind of just I'm very open minded about like what this is going to turn out to be. Um no expectations at all. Just um I'm hoping that they put out one that is like right like you know, that is a su- surprise hit. You know, Fortnite came out, I know what it did. I'm not going to deny its impact, but just I never game a game that I was never really interested in. Uh, Destiny comes out. I enjoyed Destiny One. I enjoyed Destiny Two, but um, you know, it eventually hit a point where like uh, I wasn't. You know, I just like kind of, you know, I just wasn't really getting into you know, ev- like the lore and everything of Destiny the same way other people are. And so yeah, if there there could be a game that just kind of hits with me where I'm like all about it. I'm in it. I want to know everything about it. I want to find all the hidden places. Join a join a fire team. Do all that shit. Um, yeah, I'm just always looking for the next great multiplayer game. So if they can deliver on that, then I'll be more than happy, A Dub. That's all I got for for that, that <laughs> initiative. Do you have anything else to say? No, nah, not much. You know, it's it'll just be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see if any of these games can innovate and take whatever live service is going to be closer to that that final form because while we do have a lot of different ones it seems like they all kind of follow in the same trappings and similar structures so i'm just trying to see like what what's the next step what's going to make it better and something that more people are even more likely to engage with on a regular basis while enjoying themselves so that's what i'm looking to see out of that but let's get to the next topic of the week. Top, top topic, topic of, of the week. week. No, let's get into something positive. We um we've like kind of discussed around it, but I wanted to talk about it because I felt like it got lost in the shuffle with all this madness. Like it's funny how like a game that as I as I've said multiple times wasn't even on my most anticipated games of the year was like suddenly just sucked up all the air of everything that had happened. And I felt like within that was like it should have been a moment where people were like, you know, super hyped about like the uh, the gameplay like reveal of of, of Armored Core the mm. the release date of Armored Core but like you know uh, all the all the discussion just became about Redfall and then eventually yeah. about Microsoft so I feel like we we should give it its due especially you being the uh, the super fan um, and just discuss what what you think about the trailer the the release date everything let's get into it and then you can fill me in on Armored Core itself maybe sell me on it um, but yeah what tell me about what you thought about when you saw this reveal the reveal I mean. Just the moment the first frame comes up, I was like, yes, <laughs> my, my dream has been fulfilled. And then it just goes into it. It's, it's armored core through and through just the standard, the, just all the standard trappings. It looks like it encapsulates the feeling of multiple entries in the series all at once while only like really giving off the best elements of them. Like it, it has the scale and perspective of five. It has the speed and motion of four. It has like the art direction and the look of three. It has like kind of the balance and the aesthetic of two. And you know, it's all built on the skeleton of one. So yeah, Armor Core six, it looks phenomenal. They've definitely taken some things they've learned from the last decade of hits that they've been pumping out. Uh, it looks way more polished 
aesthetically and mm -hmm. artistically like you're looking at these levels these are the most highly detailed and like i i struggle to find the word like it's they're more vertical and they're also just much more detailed they look more realistic and armor core if you guys have ever been playing them they've been making them from like 1997 up to 2013 and it's like maybe my brain did a lot of the heavy lifting, but you can look at some of the armor cores. It is just like this shit looks plain. <laughs> it doesn't look like they put much elbow grease into it. But what was there, and if you just went with it and really learned and gave yourself to the systems, it was the things it was doing in my head are the things that Armor Core Six is doing in the gameplay video, and I I couldn't be more excited because. You know, Armored Core, if I'm going to sell you on it, the whole premise is that you are a mercenary, you pilot this giant robot, and the idea is you're a merc. You take contracts, there are corporations that are vying for control of the world's resources, and, you know, most advantageous logistical locations, and things of that nature. And you have the option of helping out this corporation or that corporation whenever they post their contracts that they need completed. So you got to make money, you go broke, then you lose. So you have to deal with that. You got to build your machine and, you know, tinker and tweak with it until you have something that you're comfortable playing with as well as something that can handle the mission parameters. I mean, you're going to want to take into account what you're facing, what it's vulnerable to, what it's shooting at you so you can make yourself less vulnerable to that and you know the levels you have your objectives but sometimes things don't go as planned sometimes new variables get introduced sometimes the client changes the objective or changes the contract sometimes you know you want to go into business for yourself you steal some kind of target you get the fuck out of there sometimes you're the good guy sometimes you're the bad guy Sometimes you can choose, other times you can't. Uh, there's always twists and turns. It's a lot of the things that From Software learned that they brought into the Souls franchise came from Armored Core. Like, and it's just nice to see them come back to it in this fashion with all this money and technical know-how is finally pumping it into the franchise that deserves it. I mean, we're, it. It's a lot of the same, but there's a little stuff different. You know, boss fights are a bit more pronounced and more nuanced than in Armor Core past, whereas, you know, you're, you're dodging bullets, you're dodging missiles, you're trying to move in, take the enemy out, you get out, you be evasive. But in this one, like it's a little more cinematic. It looks like they've got they got like tells and specific animations to do things. So it's a bit more like cinematic and more of a game rather than a, a simulator in that regard. There are parts that have expanded functionality. It looks like mostly your leg parts, perhaps even your core with the EMP that you could send out. You know, there's, there's just so much and it's beautifully detailed, beautifully rendered. It's going to have the arena. There's going to be PVP. It's it's everything an Armored Core fan could dream of. I don't believe there's going to be online co-op. It's going to be mostly focused on the single player so that you could play through the mission structure, live out your fantasy of being a, a mech-driving mercenary. It's the one game I've waited the longest for. It's the one 
it's the dreamiest of the dream games that came true. So AMC, after seeing the trailer, after hearing your boy gush about it for a little bit and having some time to form your own opinion, what do you think about the reveal of On the Core 6 gameplay? Uh, I mean, it definitely looked good. Um, yeah, a couple of things, like, I guess you kind of discussed there. So when I was watching the action, there's not, is it more of just like they're just battle scenarios or do you actually play through like a level? Cause like, he, like there are at points where he's like flying and he's like just dumping on like a base with like a bunch of different robots. Well, I mean, that's and, the general combat of the game. Like you are going through a level, but it's not like a level in the traditional sense of the game where it's like, all right, I'm moving through this section. I'm looking off to the side. I'm picking up these power ups. Oh, there's some enemies tucked over here. I'm gonna take them out. It's like, no, it's, it's an actual mission. You only take into the mission what you set up from the garage. Mm -hmm. And unless there are like inside parts or things like that, it's like, however many bullets you're carrying, that's how many bullets you have. However, (laughs) however much energy you have, that's how much energy like is your maximum and you'll keep you keep replenishing however many armor points you have that's how many armor points you have when they hit zero you failed the mission and it costs you money like the more damage you take the more it costs for you to do repairs the more bullets you fire the more it costs for you to replenish your ammunition and then that cuts into your payout which mm-hmm. all factors into like all right in order for me to be successful as a mercenary <laughs> pilot in a giant robot, like what configuration do I need to go with? What play style do I need to employ that's going to enable me to be as, uh, I, I, how you say, lucrative as possible? <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of tips involved in that. One of the reasons why I'm excited about the arena coming back is because in, in past iterations of the game, you could go to the arena for free. So no matter how many times you challenge somebody, no matter how badly you lose or how many bullets you spend, it doesn't cost you. And when you win, you get rewards. It's usually cash and sometimes it's parts, sometimes it's both. Maybe all the time it's both, but well, sometimes it's both. But yeah, like you move up to the arena, that's an easy way to get money. It's an easy way to get parts. You can sell things, buy what really goes into your build. And yeah, it's it's awesome. Like it's, dude. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see all the people who suddenly love mech games. Yeah, so um yeah, so I'm like uh I'm like curious. I want to see more of it. Like um just like uh, you know, I don't like I've never played the I've never played this genre of games. Um it's so I not see, dense. Yeah, so I want to see like more of the action and stuff like that. But it looks like a fun game, looks awesome, as I said, like when he was like floating up above and like just like raining raining fire down on like the mechs that looked awesome some of the scale of like you know like the the bigger bosses like there's like that big robot worm looking thing like <laughs> like that that looked pretty dope so it seems like some of the um the scenarios are going to be absolutely awesome like to to run through um i just need to see more of like the um the action like as far as like in a not in like a in a trailer base like where it's like it's very like edited like cut up and edited like i, I almost like i want to watch like a playthrough of like a fight and just see like all the different like actions and also just seems like there's like so many different options that you can do with how you're going to equip your mech to like see how that even like shows up from different different 
player to like different types that like players like prefer um and so yeah like that part just looks absolutely awesome it's just uh wanting to see more of what the what there is within the game but um, like imagine imagine a third person shooter but with a jetpack <laughs> and yeah. you're just you're boosting all over the place like your movement is heavily augmented by that you have a quick boost so you can dodge from side to side you got a quick turn to keep the enemy in front of you it's it's like like yeah like it's it's a level base it's mission based you you have your objectives you know what you're going after like if you want to explore you can explore and you might find stuff out there but it's not always guaranteed and it's not a game where it's like okay it's you're you're not encouraged to explore a level and try to fill up a map or you know obtain collectibles or things like that it's you're straight up just these are the objectives. They're right over there. Go get them. <laughs> Try yeah. to get out of there with as little damage and as much ammunition as possible. Yeah. But, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you can branch off. Sometimes you can find those things and just want to get in there and handle business. Like you, you might even get a bonus if you do the mission fast enough. If you, if you do it with a certain type of weapon, if you, if you protect something else that's in the general area from being damaged, you can get bonuses from that. If you take out things in the general area <laughs> that are also on your way, you can get some money for that. Like it's, it, it's like it, it's mission based, it's objective based. You can play both sides of the ball. You have the option to play either side of the ball. So it's, I, I'm very interested in what the story is going to be and how that's going to unravel. Just yeah, because that that was that was one of yeah, because that was one of the things like I was curious like is like like are you playing a mission and then like you know like is there a character that's going to come over the com and it's like oh things have changed <laughs> like yeah basically yeah so like I'm curious because I'm curious to see how those story aspects because I think those will be the things like that would probably more more so pull me in um as opposed to like you know because so like for me personally like, when I'm playing Elden Ring absolutely enjoyed it i put 80 hours into a great game phenomenal game but there was like there is kind of a point where it's like i have to kind of always remind myself what the motivation is um as opposed to like i'm just out here and killing shit <laughs> trying to get stronger uh, and making my way um to like, no, armor the core there there's politics and there's a healthy dosage of betrayal around every corner there's <laughs> yeah. always some kind of double cross or like somebody you thought with your homie is like, well, you know, the price was just too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next thing you know, you fight three other people. Yeah, so I want to, I want to see like those, those narrative points, and then once I get that, then it'll be that's like kind of what will be like the final thing. But if it's like kind of more of a thing where it's like I'm a, I'm a mercenary for hire, I, I take these missions and I kind of just choose these missions. Um, then you know that's that's a little less enticing just for me personally, but. I, well, you're I not mean, gonna have like acting and cutscenes and like the drama that I mean, there might be cutscenes, but it's mostly centered around like the the business the business company drama, yeah, as well as like the political company drama, as well as just when you're out on missions or just out in out in the level, the drama between the mercenaries and the just the cobweb of how they work for the different companies and all the different because it's the missions have different outcomes or at least like there's different missions for 
the different sides. Like you can take the mission to protect one company from another company's attack, or you can take the mission to attack a company on another company's behalf. And there's stuff in there. It's, it's great. Like, trust me, it's, I never even read the mission briefs really other than to figure out what kind of enemy types I was dealing with. But it, like as a kid, if I was really paying attention to what was going on between those companies, I'd be a much different person today. It's like it's conspiracies, man. The companies are out to get us. I learned it from learned from Marvel Corps. They're gonna tell us more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's, like the the game all around, it looks good. I've it's been it looks fantastic. I can't wait to just look at the level of detail and animation that's in each individual part. Like just browsing through the part shop for the first time just finding the things like all right this one's got the good energy defense all of these got the high carry capacity got low weight oh he's got the low energy consumption it's gonna be great i gotta see the fire control systems i want to see the, the optional parts the side parts gotta see the kind of shoulder parts you're working with look at what the laser blades are looking like the 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 melee piles the oh, especially the boosters my one guilty pleasure in the Armor Core franchise is just getting all the boosters, especially the fastest ones, of course, but just seeing how they all look and learning how they all behave in different like weight classes of mech. Like, oh, these are pretty slow, but if I put it on a if I put it on a small mech, then I can float indefinitely. It's <laughs> <laughs> poking and prodding at all the systems. It's gonna be interesting seeing the the kind of the kind of pros at this game that are going to emerge. Like I know of a couple that are definitely way more knowledgeable and talented at the game than I am, mm-hmm. but I'd like to think that I'm still in the mix. <laughs> 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 I think I'm going to still have some tips with, with the snap, especially once I get to the credits. Yeah, um, yeah. Then, then all the missions open up, start looking for the hidden parts. Ooh, that arena is going to be so great. This yeah. armor core, man. It's, I can't, I can't say enough about it. I can't be any more excited about it. This is like, you know, when Elden Ring was after the demo and people played it, like, all right, I just got to make sure I don't die. <laughs> like, that's where I am with Armor Boys. Between now and the end of August, I, I have to stay alive by any means. Yeah, it's like, I got to get there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Like, I was, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this looks pretty dope liking all everything that i see so i'm I'm pretty pumped it's just another great game for the year happy that it's coming out in in august you know as you said more great games in this year we forget about the bad and i was like i was i thought it was just unfortunate that like you know the way things turned out that that this game somehow got buried in all that all that rubble um and yeah i i'm super excited for that game to launch and especially to give like a you know a different taste because immediately all the all when the game was announced, everything was like, oh, it's how is it going to be like Souls? <laughs> so like, yeah. now like this game can kind of stand, can come out standalone and, you know, and shine within the year, which by all accounts, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll pick up in a way that people did not expect um, and we'll just take off. And yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited. Gameplay trailer looked awesome. Glad we got the reveal and uh, glad we got the date and all that has to offer them. Do you have any quick hits, Ado? Uh, I got some quick hits for you. Man, Miyazaki. I asked the question and somebody gave me an answer 
that I felt was satisfactory. So I backed off. The question was, if Miyazaki is taking a somewhat uh, reduced role on the development of Armored Core, then what else is he working on? So somebody then brought it to my attention, like, oh, Elder's Ring, you know, it still has some DLC as well as an expansion to release. He's probably spending his time with that. I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. My B, I'm good. I don't need to ask any further questions. But then, I get, like two days later, the questions started appearing online, and we got some new information. AMC. We got a little. Mm-hmm. We might have a little, a little inside information. It's being said that with the majority of his time, your man Miyazaki is working on a project internally titled Spellbound over it from software so this game see it is reported that it will continue the development of the souls formula with an emphasis on magic and will unfold in a fictional world inspired by europe of the late 18th century but the game is not a spiritual continuation of bloodborne and nothing connects it with the ps4 exclusive it is noted that spellbound will include one very large dungeon where there is a city in which events unfold as well as an open world beyond it. That sounds incredible. (laughs) Already. Just the idea of one big dungeon, city in the middle, open world outside. That's the kind of stuff that I would think of. AMC, how does this information do it for you? I know it's a rumor. Normally, A-Dub doesn't indulge in this. Um, Oh, man. I do like the idea that they're gonna continue to go down this rabbit hole of of magic um just because i felt like you know we got a taste of it in the previous souls games and then we saw a more full-fledged effort with elden ring and now if they put a game that was focused on it to see then what those capabilities could be that, that that's the part that entices me but everything else i mean yeah, let the let the man cook. See see what he has to offer. Um, yeah, man, it's <laughs> it's because of you be, that I even noticed and appreciated how it seems like you know every generation developers seem to like pick a thing that they focus on and really push it to the next level. I think in uh in the PS3 generation, it was like multiplayer and attention to detail. PS4, it was like what was it in PS4? It's like battle royale and melee fighting, <laughs> and now this generation it looks like there's there's an emphasis on magic oriented gameplay. I mean, you have like you have Noita, you have Wizard of Legend, you have Forspoken, you got this game, possibly, you got Spellbreak or whatever that was called. That was that battle royale yeah. spell casting game. You got a uh, Dark Allegiance D and D. Diablo coming back with that sorceress with that druid. Yeah, magic is coming back in a big way. You got Elder Scrolls coming out in the next decade or so. Yeah, man. I appreciate I appreciate that. Like it's getting me more into magic oriented characters where before I used to just be sword and shield, shotgun, shield. (laughs) Yeah, it's like um it's like very much it's a the industry it's a copycat league and that's why that's why for me it's so important that i want like 
that's why I'm very much rooting for Starfield. Because if you get one great open world space RPG, like you know, it's like then other developers are like, well, what can we do in that in that space? Like, how can we take that to the next level? And so, like, it's you want the success because then it will push, it will push, like it'll push that forward. And so that's what I want to see is like I want Starfield to do good because then we get more potential like Starfield clone games where like they start they like have their own take on it and then maybe this is like the one that like you know whatever like that that I get into or whatever um because I don't have an Xbox so maybe PlayStation does it but yeah it's like one of those things that like you want to see good things turn out well because then you know you're gonna get more of that that's why it was so heartbreaking with Midnight Suns it's like fuck well. Now the industry is going to take all the notes from you know card card based like gameplay mechanics, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and it's unfortunate because it's a great game there, uh, and so yeah, it's uh, yeah with this magic thing, I've always been a magic user. I love magic characters, um, and yeah, if if they dip into this and we really start to see because we definitely got the good of all like the, uh, the sword and shield when it comes to fantasy. But now it's time to take that magic and put that to the next level. Like I want to be Merlin in an open world setting and just handle that business. And so yeah, it's um it's everything that I want. We've gotten everything else. We've gotten guns, we've gotten that cowboy game, open world. We've gotten, wow, as I said, so we've gotten the sword and shield. Now we need that magic game. And so yes. if we get it right and we have the console that can handle all the sprites and everything that comes along with magic. Um, it could turn out to be something that's uh, on another level. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping that we get that eventually. We even be getting we get telekinesis games. Uh, we be getting feudal Japan games. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just so many improvements to different areas. Uh, highly appreciated. So we're at like the 140 mark. <laughs> uh, do you have any quick hits? Anything else? Sure, about 140. Did we say anything about? Diablo 4 in this controversial feature. The the map thing, or is it a different thing? The last thing we talked about was the map overlay, and people were like, oh, why can't I move with the map overlay? <laughs> well, if you thought that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they also let you skip the single-player campaign with a single button. Oh, however, yeah. however, <laughs> you have to have completed it. <laughs> Ah, okay. So, you know, much like Diablo 3 with Adventure Mode, that was another means by which you could bypass the campaign and get right into the, the guts of the end game. This is another easy way for you to get right into the action, only, of course, after you have already completed the campaign that you're trying to skip. AMC, hey. if you see yourself using this, you think you're ever going to beat the campaign? When they think it's gonna take 150 hours to get to level 100, <laughs> I mean it's interesting to see. Um, because I know like with the, I remember with Diablo three, I felt like you kind of had to replay the game with each character <laughs> in order to get like the platinum. So if that's the case, I'll probably would end up replaying it if that's like a one of the stipulations for getting like like more trophies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always a fan of options. I I, I probably won't take advantage of this unless i just feel like oh it's completely unnecessary and i want to level up this character so i can you know run with him with with like you know i'm a druid now i want to run with a different character but that character is already so behind dub 
I need to fast track this so I can now run with a sorcerer with dub. Um, then yeah, maybe I would skip in on that, but I, I don't have any intentions of doing that, but can't, can't hurt to have the option. You know, people want to skip cutscenes, so give them an option to skip cutscenes. Um, I feel like this falls in line with that. Dub will just roll a new character too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Bring yeah. out that true, bring out that necromancer. <laughs> oh, so many, so many. Characters. Bring out that assassin. That assassin? Oh, man, I can't wait to start picking that game apart. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Make my uh, first million gold. Make my first hundred million. Yeah, so you, you're you're going with a druid first? You're still deciding, right? Uh, I could do a female druid. I could do a female assassin. Yeah. <laughs> but I you want to do, do, do a female assassin. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you're leaning towards doing the new a different class that wasn't in Diablo three basically. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, shake it up. We'll see. I'm probably gonna end up getting two copies of the game, so I could do I could do one on one, one on the other. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, you got anything else? Any other quick hits? Any other quick hits? Did we talk about Midnight Suns? Uh, I know on the Switch. Uh, no, we didn't talk about how, that. how they got canceled. Oh, yeah. Now we just talked about it. Now we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, but hey, it, better this than putting out a shitty piece of work. Yeah, exactly. They could have put out a bad game. It's not a bad game, but a game that doesn't run well on a console. So, so developer that put out good game that got hated on for using cards also cancels a version of the game instead of putting it out just to put it out basically making all the right moves yeah (laughs) can't can't get no praise no sales it's messed up yeah and and this is why developers end up playing it safe that's why developers end up you know going live service doing all this and that like you want single player no microtransactions, none of that. <laughs> there you go. Good game. Uh-huh, good game. And people complain. Let it shrivel up and die. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope it's going to turn a profit. I know that they sold. It's not like it's not like they lost everything on it, lost their shirts. But yeah, they, I mean, they're still. You know, the game, they, for what it brought to the table, it should have done better, yeah, especially they, for how they executed. Yeah, they didn't pull back as far as I know with their, you know, with their announcements, because um, they just put out Storm. So this is, I, I believe, uh, the fourth uh, DLC character. So they're still they got what Venom. Yeah, they have Venom, Deadpool, Storm, Ooh. and uh, trying to think if there was another one. Um, was Spider Man one? Nah, he's a regular character within the game. So yeah, uh, so yeah, so Deadpool, Venom, oh Morbius. Uh, Vampire, vampire That's game, vampire game. This is a yeah, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Morbius is out, Deadpool, Venom, uh, and then uh, Storm. So yeah, fourth character that they put out. Not sure. Storm is gonna one. be dope. Yeah. Um. So I mean, the people who are all about the game are enjoying it. Hopefully, supporting it with DLC if they're if they wanted more characters. Um. And yeah, it's uh maybe through that they can see some like some future. Maybe even at some point once they're they're done with all the ports and everything, you know, maybe get a get a get a bag from Microsoft, put it on Game Pass, 
And some people will give it a shot there and be like, hey, why aren't people more more people talking about Midnight Suns? Give mm-hmm. it a shot on give it a shot on Game Pass and it's a great game. So yeah, who knows? I thought, I thought I would have hated. Yeah. <laughs> and and then yeah, yeah, it's then, actually my favorite game of the year now. Yeah. And then Microsoft releases the the engagement numbers of Midnight Suns and then 2K is maybe like, oh, maybe for Axis you put out another one. Who knows? But um yeah, hopefully uh this game gets its due at some point because it is an absolutely awesome game and it's unfortunate that more people didn't buy it because they were they were concerned about card. Well, first they were concerned about microtransactions, which didn't end up playing out. Yeah. And then and then they they fell back on their I I'm concerned about randomization through cards. What if I get a bad hand? Yeah. Then you got a bad hand. <laughs> The thing is, Turn it into a good one. Yeah, exactly. There is no bad hand. It's just the hand that you're dealt. It's like when you're playing Scrabble. Like you, you, there's always a move to play. It's just you got to figure out that move. And the more you do it, the more you can kind of figure out what 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 letters and words like work together best that you can always pull out of your ass. So yeah. like, I think that's how it works. It's just you got to be one of those people that's up to like you know figuring things out on the fly, not having everything laid out for you. Too bitch ass. Too bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anything, anything else, A-Dub? Anything positive? Uh, <laughs> we're close. Like I said, one month to Diablo. Tears of the Kingdom comes out in a week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, That's well, a big deal for a lot of people. Please control officials. I am A-A-C. Thank you.